0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. The best and most accurate writings of American icon Mark Twain were his essays titled The Damned Human Race. What a visionary he was. Consider this report headline, The Benefits of World Hunger. Yes, you heard that correctly. While considering that title, consider this. The article came straight from the United Nations website. Though the UN has recently removed this report from their site due to the understandable outrage it generated in all who stumbled on it. Here's an excerpt from that report titled, again, The Benefits of World Hunger. We sometimes talk about hunger in the world as if it were a scourge that all of us want to see abolished, viewing it as comparable with the plague or AIDS. But that naive view prevents us from coming to grips with what causes and sustains hunger. Hunger has a great positive value to many people, the UN article states. And continues with this, Indeed, it is fundamental to the working of the world's economy. Hungry people are the most productive people, especially where there is a need for manual labor. More on the UN, quote, Benefits of World Hunger Report later in this broadcast. But can you imagine this would be posted on their site? And it was. I viewed it with my own eyes. In fact, you can search it still, www.un.org. Slash Ian slash chronicle slash article slash benefits world hunger. Now there's nothing on that page, but the link is still there. Moving on to more reports from the asylum. Official monkeypox cases surpass 6,000, as model projects over 1 million cases globally by this fall. What a surprise! I wonder what else will be on the menu by then. From the Times of India, this anthrax outbreak in Kerala forest. Should you be worried? I'll let the listener decide on that one. Also coming up, a United States patent that calls for cooling the planet with nuclear bombs. What a great idea. What could possibly go wrong with that? Stay tuned. You have to hear what's on this patent to comprehend the total insanity of what goes on in so-called science circles. If you think the global power brokers are here to help you have a better life, think again. On that note, how about this term? Quote, safe and effective. What a travesty of total deception that is. From numerous sources, Anthony Fauci acknowledges vaccines don't protect, quote, overly well against COVID infection. Well, who could have imagined that? Fauci's words, not mine. And for those that have never heard it, listen carefully to this short 60-second audio of Dr. Anthony Fauci himself predicting the future in 2017, stating on film and on the record there would be a surprise pandemic during this presidency, i.e. the Trump presidency. How did he know? And for the record, he knew because he was involved with the funding of the gain-of-function research, which is what allowed the CV-19 pathogen to make the jump to humans. And that's not my opinion. It's a peer-reviewed science study published in the journal Nature in 2015, available to anybody who cared to investigate that. And yet the yarn went on about all the different sources of this virus, blaming it on nature. And how many first world nations all over the globe gulped down the lie because to do otherwise would mean their party might have a glitch in it and they can't have that. Just do what you're told and everything will magically turn out fine. How's that going so far? Here's the Fauci audio. Listen closely. There will be a surprise outbreak. I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness, And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why history and the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. In his own words, there will be a surprise outbreak during this presidency. If you want to know who this man really is, if you have the courage to see shocking data and details completely sourced, all of it. Read Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Your world will never feel the same again. But at least the new completely experimental and emergency approved with no testing vaccines are keeping us all healthy, right? Is that why the pharmaceutical industrial complex insisted on total legal immunity from any all death and injury that their concoctions cause? Consider the following and decide for yourself. From last week, a report that was quietly published by the UK government just hours before Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced his resignation reveals that COVID-19 deaths have risen dramatically among the triple vaccinated population in England over the past several months. While declining drastically among the unvaccinated population, the report continues with most Recent figures showing the vaccinated population in England accounting for a shocking 94% of all COVID-19 deaths in April and May, and 90% of those deaths were among the triple and quadruple vaccinated population. Wow. Is that what the power structure in Big Pharma call safe and effective? But wait, the masks are saving us all from that pesky, who knows where it came from, constant stream of new and improved viruses, right? Right. Viruses that certainly we know couldn't have anything to do with the 400-plus biolabs all over the world where governments conduct this kind of research, they would never do this, would they? Think again. And while doing so, remember and consider that for many decades, those in power have openly stated their goal of radically reducing global human populations. Back to the masks. Consider the following puzzle piece, and there are countless more for any that have the courage to conduct honest investigation. Using CDC data, researchers with the University of Louisville calculated total COVID-19 case growth and mask use for the U.S. No significant difference was found in case growth between mandate and non-mandate states during periods of low or high transmission. The report further states the widespread use of masks did not reduce COVID-19 transmission in Europe and a moderate positive correlation. That's not good in this case. Positive is not good. A moderate positive correlation was found between mask usage and deaths in Western Europe. Higher deaths with masks. An update to a CDC study on school mask mandates using nearly six times more data found no significant relationship between mask mandates in U.S. schools and COVID-19 case rates. In Kansas, counties with a mask mandate had a significantly higher COVID-19 case fatality rate than counties without a mask mandate. Didn't see that on mainstream media, did you? One way masks cause harm, the report states, may be what is known as the Fogan Effect, That means the deep re-inhalation of droplets and virions caught on face masks might make COVID-19 infection more likely and more severe. What's a virion? This dictionary definition, a complete virus particle that consists of an RNA or DNA core with a protein coat, sometimes with external envelopes, and that is the extracellular infectious form of a virus. Well, that doesn't sound good, does it? Think those in power are telling you the truth about anything that matters? Time to wake up. Back to the bottom line of biosphere collapse, which is what's fueling the rest of the insanity at warp speed, as the controllers say. For our new radio listeners, why is climate engineering being conducted? What are the motives and objectives? And why are climate intervention operations the greatest and most immediate threat? We face short of nuclear cataclysm. Here's the short answer on the why and the motives. It's about power and control and about the threat we face because climate engineering operations are decimating every strand of the web of life and every aspect of the planet's life support systems while contaminating every breath we take. For the long answer to these questions, go to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, view the groundbreaking documentary, the dimming and check the link to titled, Answers to the Most Commonly Asked Questions on Climate Engineering. Moving on, while collapse is unfolding and accelerating, how many are still chasing the so-called American dream of endless consumption on a finite planet with finite resources, and all the while ignoring the weather warfare that's raging in the skies above? What did comedian George Carlin have to say about the, quote, American dream? This. The American dream... Because you have to be asleep to believe it. The so-called dream is now a nightmare. A nightmare that's actually just beginning. And much of the rest of the world is already experiencing much worse. And again, it's just beginning for them as well. The biosphere collapse bomb has been detonated. Further fueled by climate intervention operations. The blast zone is worldwide. None will escape the consequences of what's unfolding, including the, quote, warp speed agenda of the global controllers. And that agenda has oh so many layers. Lakes and reservoirs are drying up in countless locations. Crops are crashing around the world. What isn't being dried up and burned is being flooded or flash frozen. Chemical ice nucleation operations, thats a form of cloud seeding, patented form, and that's happening on the winter side of the planet. How many food processing plants have gone up in flames recently? Just a coincidence? Really? The same holds true with crop-producing regions, all of them being hit hard by weather cataclysm at the most critical time frame of crop development. And that's not nature. Climate intervention operations. In the words of former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson, he who controls the weather controls the world because he controls the food supply and thus populations. And don't forget the highly toxic fallout from the climate engineering operations, which are contaminating, as I stated before, every breath we take. Aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, the list goes on and on. Not an opinion, a fact proven by lab tests from all over the world. It's in our air column, which means we're breathing it. But certainly there are literally countless other sources of human-caused contamination on the toxic waste dumping ground known as planet Earth here's just one single example. A headline from last week from many sources. The Centers for Disease Control found glyphosate in more than 80% of urine samples representative of the U.S. population. And for those that don't know, glyphosate has been linked to cancer. 80% of the U.S. population. There are so many bad news reports from last week, I'll struggle to cover all of them, but I'll do my absolute best. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global alert news hour, and with each passing day, perhaps a more accurate label would be the end of the world as we know it broadcast. Commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, G-E-O, the word engineeringwatch.org for our radio listeners. This broadcast is now on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. We hope to... Soon, add even more stations to the growing list of those airing this broadcast. This is Dane Wigginton, your host of the Bad News Broadcast. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel versions of this broadcast. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel and help us to circulate this broadcast and our groundbreaking documentary, Exposing Global Climate Engineering Operations, titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, to help us more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world, on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. As I move on to more breaking bad news headlines that most don't want to face, First, this footnote about the global epidemic of denial. Here's a report headline that sheds some much-needed light on the problem. Quote, How choosing faith over facts fills you with new hope! Exclamation point. Stop and think about that. It's the actual title of a report suggesting we do exactly that. Forget facts. Believe whatever feels good. Just think happy thoughts. And all your challenges will magically go away. Is that what an all-knowing, benevolent creator would tell us to do short answer no we were given the ability to think to reason to evaluate its responsibility to use these gifts consider that the hallmark of a healthy mind is an unyielding willingness to face the truth no matter how dire that truth is biblical scripture says this before you knew the truth your sins were washed away now that you know your sins remain that makes reasonable rational sense doesn't it And many other traditions say exactly the same. I'll fill in a few more blanks on this shortly, but first, let's dive into some dire truths. World's population will hit 8 billion on November 15th, with India set to surpass China as the most populated nation next year. The report states by 2030, the world's population will reach 8.5 billion, the next billion, they say, is expected to take approximately 14.5 years, by 2037, and by 2100, 10.4 billion. Really? The near-term horizon will soon reveal a very different trajectory. Wait and see. Based on the already known and understood biosphere collapse factors that we face, statistically and mathematically speaking, we are currently on a trajectory that will... Erase our species from the planet before the end of this decade, and for those that roll their eyes and walk away, you'll have a moment to consider your denial when the coming tsunami of total collapse hits you. And this dire conclusion is not even taking into consideration the likely looming nuclear nightmare, not just bombs, but also nuclear power plants all over the globe going into full-blown meltdown mode as collapsing societies can no longer maintain them. Yes, Fukushima times 440. It's coming. Here's a new study about Fukushima. And consider all this. Consider this entire broadcast while viewing the mainstream media constant stream of meaningless, scripted political theater. So about that nagging radiation problem. New study finds Fukushima's radiation will poison food for decades. End quote. Don't worry about that headline. Short of a complete course correction for the human race, we don't have decades not even close. More doom and gloom, which unfortunately is all verifiable facts. From phys.org, this, knowing Earth's energy imbalance is critical in preventing global warming, study finds. Another wow and an exclamation point for that headline. I can't express the stupidity of that headline at this late hour. It's like saying, knowing how to apply the brakes is critically important in order to avoid crashing over the edge of the canyon when you're already through the guardrail and free-falling into the abyss too late by a long shot. The Thelma and Louise moment of the human race is now, and the ongoing weather warfare is like a jet engine strapped to the back of the now-doomed vehicle, pushing it forward at warp speed, pun intended. In summary, the planet's former energy balance, which facilitated the human population explosion, has been completely obliterated. Now, far more of the sun's heat reaches the surface of Earth than that which is able to escape back out into the atmosphere. The climate engineering heat-trapping elements being sprayed into our skies is further fueling the feedback loop meltdown. About the ever more extreme heat and UV radiation, it's killing everything from insects to plankton. And when we lose either of these categories of life, we die with them. But we're losing both at blinding speed, which means if we remain on the current course, we are definitely done, doomed. With that in mind, consider this headline of total deception. From last week, plankton will store more carbon as Earth's climate warms, but storage beyond the end of the century is uncertain. There's nothing true in that headline. Global plankton populations are already down about 70%, and the rest is dying by the day. Nothing's going to make it to the end of this decade, let alone the end of the century. We're already experiencing a completely changed atmospheric chemistry. Not just from industrialized, militarized civilization, but from climate engineering. They're intentionally using the atmosphere for a physics lab with no concern for the consequences, and we will all soon pay the price. The destroyed ozone layer is a case in point, and it is slaughtering plankton by the day. Plankton have to feed in the upper layers of the water column, and they are being annihilated by the massive UV radiation. No plankton, no people. Simple. No insects, no people. Insect populations down globally 80 to 90% right now. And we have the so-called scientists that published this report saying, oh, gee, we could, may, might have a problem by the end of this century. Total disinformation. More on the climate engineering consequences, i.e. drought, deluge scenarios, and further fueling planetary meltdown. This headline from last week, new drone footage shows dire state of the Great Salt Lake. It's at record low levels, for those who don't know. Next headline, much of the Southwest is turning into, quote, Death Valley as dust bowl conditions return and water resources dry up. Desiccant particles of climate engineering, starting with aluminum, dries out atmospheric RH, atmospheric relative humidity. That moisture comes down elsewhere in a deluge. Total disruption of the hydrological cycle, drought, deluge, the hallmark of climate engineering. Last week from Newsweek, this, scientists are puzzled by soaring global methane levels report states methane concentration in Earth's atmosphere are soaring, and the exact causes of the, quote, frightening increase are puzzling scientists. What a shocking revelation. Scientists that are paid to be puzzled don't have a clue. Should that be any surprise? The report then states this, again from Newsweek. Methane concentrations are increasing at a frightening and totally unexpected rate. That's from NASA atmospheric scientist Benjamin Poulter. That's what he told Newsweek. Benjamin, how could you not know? Geoengineeringwatch.org has been trying to sound the alarm about this for a decade and a half, and you still don't know, even today, that the rapid warming of the planet, made worse, not better by climate engineering, is causing formerly frozen methane deposits in the tundra and the seabed to thaw and explode into the atmosphere, and you still don't know what's going on? I challenge anyone, everyone, please, search Siberian methane craters. Look at the images, you will be shocked to the core and realize that craters 10 times bigger are on the seafloor and all that methane is migrating into the atmosphere and covering our planet like a layer of glass and the so-called scientists don't have a clue because they're paid not to have a clue and all the while the climate engineering insanity rages on in our skies. Let's bounce back to that nuclear bomb patent mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast which I'm sure we'll fix everything because that's what the experts tell us to believe. Just take it on faith. Ignore the facts. Here it is. Patent for using nuclear bombs to cool the planet. Patent number US 20110005422A1. Here's an excerpt from that report. Listen carefully. And for the record, this is from the primary diagram shown at the top of this patent. It shows. Measure heat reaching Earth's surface. Next. Select source site. Next. Prepare source site. Next. Cause explosion, i.e. nuclear blast. Next. Cause a second explosion. Next. Permit dust cloud to spread. Next. Measure heat penetrating dust cloud. Think about this. This is a patent. This is a so-called science patent with this simplistic so-called solution for the overheating of the planet, let's just detonate as many nuclear bombs as we need to to slow it down, which is going to eliminate any ozone layer, any protective layers of the atmosphere, and we're done. Game over. I guess that's solving the problem, isn't it? One way ticket out of the asylum for all of us. Let's get back to more reports on why the so-called experts say we need to nuke the planet to save ourselves. From the UK Guardian and other sources, why is it so hot in the UK and elsewhere in Europe, and what are the dangers, question mark? They say a high-pressure system has grown larger and pushed further north, i.e., high-pressure heat dome, the signature of ionosphere heater installations. If you don't know what those are, please research HAARP, H-A-A-R-P. That's the acronym for an ionosphere heater or just search ionosphere heater and read about what it does. It is a weapon of mass destruction and there are many around the globe and there is global cooperation in the use of climate engineering technology, because you can't just climate engineer over your own country. We have Senate documents 800 pages long to prove this global cooperation. So whatever the surface tensions seem to be, know that there is absolutely collusion and cooperation going on behind the scenes, just like mafia families on issues like climate engineering and CV-19. Here's a follow-up headline designed to cast doubt on what any halfway awake individual can actually feel in their own skin. From LiveScience.com, I'm talking about the destroyed ozone layer. This report states claims of new tropical ozone hole raise controversy. And what's the gist of this quote unquote debunking article? Basically, the authors say, well, no one else has seen it, therefore it can't be true. And yet, the signs are everywhere. Every surface you touch is extraordinarily hot. It's burning the bark off of trees, it's killing insects, it's burning foliage, it's crushing crops. The ozone layer is disintegrating, and we're metering it. We have a former NASA contract engineer that's metering this for us. If you want to be shocked at how near-term this existential threat is, please search the ozone destruction category on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and watch a few of those reports, and you'll learn what very few people want to know. So here's the basic summary conclusion of this so-called debunking article, that if any science says anything that's not in line with official narratives. It simply can't be true or accurate, no matter how true and accurate it is. Think about that. Industrialized militarized societies are a three-ring circus of total insanity, denial, and deception, and all of it is amplifying by the day as the ship goes down, i.e., the planet's life support systems continue to collapse. If any outside intelligent life form is monitoring the human race, what could they conclude except that our species is completely clueless? and careless. Mainstream media and corporate commercials are on such a mindless level that it all appears tailored for a low double-digit IQ. No one seems to notice that either. What's that tell us? And here's a quick footnote on ozone. Surface ozone, bad. Upper atmospheric ozone, good. Keep that in mind when you're seeing there's articles that say there's too much ozone. They're talking about surface ozone. That's not where we need it. So separate those two when you're seeing articles that reference ozone. Next, ecosystems get increasingly thirsty due to climate change. No mention of climate engineering, which is the single greatest drought-causing factor on the planet. Take a listen to the scientific genius revealed in this report. An international team of scientists found several, quote, hotspot regions where increasing water limitation strongly affects ecosystems. These include Central Europe, the Amazon, and Western Russia. What about the Western U.S.? They then say the study published in Nature Climate Change by a group of researchers from Germany, Netherlands, and Australia investigated how these simulation changes in energy and water availability affect vegetation functioning across the globe. From this, they calculated changes in energy and water limitation on global vegetation. They stated, quote, We found that global ecosystems become thirstier by becoming increasingly water-limited. Did it take a team of international scientists to come up with that? When things don't have enough water, they're water limited? It's unbelievable. We live in an asylum. Do we pay scientists to come up with the most elemental possible conclusions that a 10-year-old could do? No insult to the 10-year-old. One more excerpt from this report. Healthy vegetation needs sufficient energy, they say, from solar radiation and water from soils. This allows vegetation to do photosynthesis, to grow, and thus to provide evaporative cooling. This happens during photosynthesis. Tiny openings in the leaf surface, which are called stomata, I've talked about that many times in my broadcast, open up to draw carbon dioxide in from the atmosphere. At the same time, water from inside the leaves evaporates through the stomata into the atmosphere, thus providing a cooling effect. This cooling is important, especially during heat waves. Let's call this what it is, VPD, vapor pressure deficit. As I've tried to point out on this broadcast for years, and we're to believe that these so-called scientists just now started to figure this out, as they're reducing atmospheric RH over many forests and crop-producing regions, the stomata won't open because that organism is trying to preserve its moisture, so it doesn't feed It doesn't absorb carbon, it doesn't grow, it doesn't release oxygen, it doesn't release water vapor. The entire process shuts down. And that's exactly what's happening. And the so-called science community is just now trying to figure that all out. Yes, paid not to know. Welcome to the asylum. The same theme of welcome to the asylum. California cities ban new gas stations in battle to combat climate change. But no one looks up, do they? No one looks up at the jet aircraft spewing Tens of millions of tons of climate-destroying toxic particles into our atmosphere, ozone-destroying. And let's all just pretend that shutting down gas stations will change it or producing more solar panels or more wind turbines. About that superheating atmosphere, there's much more convection. That's why the fires burn so hot so furiously, and that's why the smoke plumes go so high in the atmosphere. On that note, keeping that in mind... This headline from last week, Washburn fire in Yosemite caused tree branches to be sucked into the sky where they impacted airplanes. That's a tremendous amount of updraft, and that serves the climate engineering agenda. To learn why, please search and view this extremely important short video report titled Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. About California weather, high-pressure heat dome, again, And under such heat domes, you do not typically see any type of grid pattern spraying. Conditions are not conducive for that application of spraying, but that doesn't mean spraying is not going on. And many mistakenly think they're seeing clear skies when they're not. Block out the sun with something and look for a halo reflection around the sun's light. And that is an atmosphere saturated with particles. Also look to the horizons and the climate engineering fallout filth becomes much more visible. Cumulus clouds, for example, over distant mountains can barely be distinguished against the backdrop of this atmospheric filth from climate engineering. So, in summary, don't confuse a lack of seeing blatant in-your-face grid pattern climate engineering operations with a lack of spraying. There's much more to climate manipulation operations than just the shockingly visible dispersions something to keep in mind. The drought-inducing impacts of covert climate intervention operations continue to dry up Lake Mead, Lake Powell, Lake Shasta, Lake Orville, and the rest of the U.S. West. 40 million inhabitants are going to soon face much more than they bargained for. And about the drying, from Earth.com, a reminder of this recent article. Water evaporation from lakes is far greater than expected. How many times on how many subjects have I had to read a headline like this that corroborates what GeoJuringWatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half? It's far worse than anything we're being told, and now that they can't hide it, they're having to start admitting to it. From this report, the data set utilizes modeling and remote sensing to measure evaporation in 1.42 million lakes and reservoirs worldwide. Again. Yet another oops. It's way worse than we thought. From the so-called science community that has gotten almost nothing right because they've been so well paid for so long to downplay the true severity of what's unfolding until the last possible moment in the desperate attempt to keep from panicking populations before the power structure is ready for that to occur. And of course, not a word about climate intervention operations. The single greatest atmospheric drying drought causing factor That's completely disrupting the hydrological cycle. So again, in summary, about the radically increased evaporation that's occurring under our now constantly climate engineered skies. What happens when you saturate the atmosphere with ozone layer destroying moisture absorbing desiccant particles and all of it under an ionosphere heater induced heat dome? The moisture is sucked out of everything on the ground, not just lakes, streams and rivers, but forests, foliage and crops. On that note, this headline from last week, Western U.S. drought brings Great Salt Lake to lowest level on record. And this, on the other side of the world, Austria and Hungary fight nature to stop lake from vanishing. The report states the European salt lake in question and its marshes is the greatest of its kind in Europe and a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It could soon run completely dry. For Austria and Hungary, you're not fighting nature You're fighting climate engineering, and yet the whole of the so-called science community refuses to tell the truth, betraying not just the human race, but the entire web of life. Next headline from last week, same theme, climate engineering at the core. Here's the headline. What causes compound wind and precipitation extremes across the Indo-Pacific? From this report, co-occurrences of wind extremes and precipitation extremes known as compound wind and precipitation extremes. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Can disrupt and endanger shipment and shipping logistics. The associated winds and floods may cause severe socioeconomic impacts. Could, may, might. There's no could, may, might. When you're underwater or you have no water, of course there's impacts. And climate engineering is a harbinger of both. Question. When will the background of biosphere collapse being further fueled by weather warfare hit the radar of all those that are so far completely oblivious to it. No habitat, no humans. Simple. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast installment number 362 for July 16th. 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. New radio stations will soon be added to this list. We believe Tucson, Arizona, and San Bernardino, California, and possibly another station in Colorado. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share this film is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Final footnote: You can find geoengineeringwatch.org awareness, raising printed materials on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. They're very high quality printed materials and just added Climate engineering conversation starters are new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Doing so is the first and most important leap toward getting the as-of-yet-uninformed to look up. Moving on, climate intervention operations continue to do what they do best, to wreak havoc on the environment and every breath we take. On that note, last week, from the other side of the world again, firefighters battle mega fire in southern France. We don't see any of this on mainstream media, do we? Any of it? Next, study reveals an unprecedented change in Europe's fire regime. From that report, the study reveals an unprecedented change in the fire regime in Europe, which is related to climate change. No mention of climate engineering, which is the single greatest causal factor with the epic burns that are occurring all over the world. Search the Engineering Wildfire section on geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. The source of ignition is another subject completely. I'm talking about what is setting the conditions for these fires to burn with such ferocity, and that is climate engineering. For many, many reasons, they're all outlined in the Engineering Wildfire section at geoengineeringwatch.org. The report continues, the affected areas are in southern, central, and northern Europe, but this historical change in Europe's fire regime is more intense in the Mediterranean region. The study published in the Journal Science reports, no one in the science community will tell the truth about the elephant in our skies, climate intervention operations, and should these people not be held legally and morally accountable for their criminal deception? You decide. This increase in extreme fire risk, this report states, is quite recent and at a critical time. It exceeds the firefighting capabilities of European societies. At geoengineeringwatch.org, we have time-lapse film footage of jet aircraft spraying massive particulate dispersions directly over the smoke banks, the smoke canopy for these epic wildfires. For example, the Paradise Fire. That film footage is in the dimming documentary. Why would... Climate engineering operations spray known incendiary dust directly over the tops of the fires. In addition to climate engineering disrupting the hydrological cycle, toxifying soils and waters, which kills trees, destroying the ozone layer, which kills trees, creates more dry lightning because these are electrically conductive particles. In addition to all that and more, climate engineering elements are all incendiaries. Aluminum, barium, strontium, graphene. This is an incendiary dust being sprayed which film footage proves, directly over the wildfires, directly over the smoke bank. That's not climate engineering. What are they doing? For those that don't yet realize it, we're fighting for our lives right here, right now. Next headline. A shocking report of total make-it-up-as-you-go disinformation from AccuWeather.com. Here's the headline. Europe's brutal heat wave may be continent's worst since 1757. 1757. They say one of the most intense heat waves in over 200 years is unfolding across here with temperatures rivaling those in Death Valley, one of the hottest places on Earth. They then say there's a concern that this heat could become long duration for 20 days or more from locations from Portugal to central France and interior southeastern Europe as it could last for the rest of July and continue into August. AccuWeather senior meteorologist Tyler Royce said, quote, this includes the valleys of Hungary, eastern Croatia, eastern Bosnia, Serbia, southern Romania, and northern Bulgaria. He then says the most extreme heat will focus on Portugal and Spain, countries that are already battling wildfires. Southwest Spain is expected to reach 120 degrees Fahrenheit. They then say the soils from Portugal to Germany are, quote, in the process of quickly losing whatever moisture they contained. This drying is not expected to let up, but only intensify during the duration of the heat wave, as little or no precipitation is expected across much of the region. First, let's start with this. The notion that this happened 200 years ago is total fabrication. And why do they do this? To make people think that, oh, if it happened before, it's probably just some sort of cycle. That couldn't be further from the truth. Nothing like this happened in 1757. And any record you find of that is simply a falsified record. Paleo data makes clear this did not happen. And this is common for so-called weather forecasters, which are nothing but script readers, to make up something that happened before so people think it can't be that bad if it already happened before. That's why they do this. I hope that rant made some kind of sense because we are truly living in a full-blown asylum and we are completely in uncharted territory. It is warmer now on this planet, based on frontline data, than at any point in the existence of the human race. That doesn't mean that we all die tomorrow. Again, you can drive your motorhome out in the middle of Sahara Desert with a refrigerator full of food and think you're fine. Not so much when the food runs out. And it's about to. In the UK Daily Mail, this summer could be the hottest on record with Brits set to bake in heat. As forecasters warn, we're now, we now face, quote, historic, even unprecedented heat dome. Well, that's funny, I thought it happened 200 years ago. Not so much in this report, is it? And remember that term heat dome. That is the signature of ionosphere heaters. And we see that term now all the time, don't we? and nobody asks any questions. The report states this summer could be the hottest on record due to an unprecedented heat dome developing over Europe. They then say early models suggest that a mass of stagnant hot air may remain over the continent, creating long-duration heat waves that could last through July and August. Went over that with, this is important, tropical nights offering no relief from the high temperatures. That's indicative of an atmosphere filling with methane, heat-trapping gas, nitrous oxide. CO2 is a problem also. But so are climate engineering elements that block some of the daytime heat but trap it at night while destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, and heating the planet from a hundred different directions. Indirectly. Next report from last week. Scientists suggest naming heat waves as part of early warning system to save lives. That's not why. They're going to name heat waves. They do it to make it more theatrical, just like they name winter storms, to make them theatrical. So they make an impression, and that's what they're trying to do at this point. Brought to you by the script readers that do the bidding of the weather terrorists. On that note, this headline from last week. Italy declares state of emergency due to worst drought in decades. There it is again. Worst in decades. They make people think it happened before, so it can't be that bad. We are in totally uncharted territory. Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi said at a press conference Thursday, quote, the general rise in temperatures is also contributing to the drought. There's no doubt that climate change is having an effect, he said. Mr. Draghi, what about climate engineering? The single greatest drought-causing factor, Period. In regard to the mega droughts all over the world, consider that the laws of physics make clear it must rain more overall on a rapidly warming planet, not less. Biblical scale crop crushing droughts are now the norm in so many agricultural regions. This is not an act of nature. It's a direct result of climate intervention operations. And in many other regions, epic and constant flooding have become the norm. Drought and deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate intervention operations, aka weather warfare. But for the record, This is not to deny the countless other forms of human activity that are decimating the climate and the planet as a whole. What I'm saying is that there can be absolutely no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the completely out-of-control climate engineering insanity. More headlines. Last week from Reuters, Heat waves hammer megacities in China's Yangtze River Basin. Over 90 red alerts issued across China for high temperatures, Power load on grids hits record in seven provinces. More from China. We hear none of this on U.S. mainstream media. Frequent occurrence of climate extremes in the Three Gorges region through all of 2021. Next headline. Also about China. Record temperatures in Shanghai as heatwave bakes China. From that report, Shanghai roasted under its hottest temperatures ever recorded last week as heatwaves in China triggered a flurry of weather alerts and strained the farming and energy sectors. From CNN, same theme. Dozens of cities in China issued heat wave warnings as temperatures surge. 84 cities across China issued their highest level red alert warnings ever. Next headline, also same theme. Almost all of China under extreme heat. Catastrophic heat in China with night temperatures above 33 degrees C. That's, again, the nighttime temperatures that are not cooling off. They're rising twice as fast as daytime highs. That's indicative of an atmosphere that is not releasing heat. And I listed the reasons for that. Not just greenhouse gases, but also climate engineering elements being sprayed into our skies, heat trapping elements. Next headline, heat wave in southern China threatens crops, no surprise, crops being crushed all over the globe. Next headline, hot weather comes at crucial time for China's early rice. Stated that earlier in this broadcast, at the most critical point in time for crop development, crops are being crushed all over the world with drought, heat, flooding, flash freezes, depending on the time of the year in which hemisphere, all of it, connected to climate engineering. And we will soon see the result of that on grocery store shelves. Here's more. Brazil sets new six-month Amazon deforestation record, no surprise. Just another example of loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. And we draw perilously near to that point. Next headline. Warming world creates hazard for alpine glaciers. That should be an easy conclusion to come to. When it gets warm, they melt and they collapse, and it kills people below. Happening now. Next, from interestingengineering.com, scientists finally uncovered the source of the deadly heat blob that cooked the Pacific. What's their source? Global warming. What an infantile and inadequate conclusion. No reference to climate engineering and ionosphere heater-created high-pressure heat domes which is how you achieve those massively high temperatures. This is not disputed technology. It's not speculation. Search and view holes in heaven, narrated by Martin Shane for more, or watch the dimming documentary on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. It is imperative that we, all of us, educate ourselves. We are playing chess. We must learn how to play well, effectively and efficiently. Here's a footnote from a commenter at geoengineeringwatch.org that had an important statement to make. We are here in Arkansas and have had no precipitation for many weeks. With none in sight, with burning temperatures above 90 nonstop, fields are dried up, and at this point there may not be even a second cutting for hay. I'm having to start to supplement hay, which is hard to find. Fields look like winter, and of course, the sky painting persists. More headlines, same theme. Much of the Southwest is turning into, quote, Death Valley as dust bowl conditions return and water resources dry up. Mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, the endless drought in the Southwest has become a full-blown national emergency. If Lake Mead, Lake Powell, and the Colorado River keep drying up at the rate, they have been. Millions of Americans could soon be without water and electricity. No could, no may, no might. It's coming. Despite all of our advanced technology, you mean like climate engineering that's causing the problem in the first place? They say those living in the Southwest continue to be extremely dependent on a handful of critically important water sources, and if those water sources get so low, they cannot be used. We are going to have a major crisis on our hands. You think, and no one looks up. No one connects the dots. No one investigates. Just keep pushing the buttons on that iPhone until you hit the wall at full velocity. This must change. Another headline, not just the U.S. suffering these consequences. Mexico declares drought emergency. How many know that? How many are watching anything other than the scripted political nonsense we see on mainstream media every single day? Next headline, same theme, record-breaking heat scorches Texas, challenges power grid. The report states the scorching heat has set many heat records and shot temperatures up over 110 degrees, causing a spike in heat-related illnesses and putting Texas at risk of power blackouts. They say, well, solar power is generally reaching near full generation capacity, which is not true. The hotter a solar panel gets, the less power it makes, and it's significantly less. The report then states wind generation is declining, and all of this, they say, is happening under a dome of high pressure that has been mostly a permanent fixture across south-central states. we see that term all the time now, don't we? High-pressure heat dome, over and over and over. And underneath, drought. Crush crops, fires, grid shutdowns, General Mayhem. Next headline. May through June 2022. Precipitation for Alaska statewide was the driest on record. What a surprise. And now Alaska is burning to the ground. Again, please search Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda to learn why the climate engineers would facilitate setting the stage for these fires to burn with such ferocity. And if you can imagine this, geohedrinewatch.org found the science study advocating for doing exactly that. Intense incineration of forests to mimic the temporary cooling effect of a volcano because those particulates spin toward the polar region because of the Coriolis effect, the spinning of the planet. And it causes temporary cooling. We have science study advocating for this. It's all in wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Next headline last week from counterpunch.org. Why is Alaska burning? Their excuse, simple global warming. You can't discuss climate anything without first and foremost addressing the climate intervention insanity. No legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing that. A final footnote on the burn down in Alaska. There was about 18,000 lightning strikes over two days in early July. In this case, the source of ignition is connected to climate engineering because climate engineering is saturating the sky with electrically conductive static electricity generating particles that cause much more dry lightning. Connect the dots. Search the engineering wildfire section at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Summary headline from last week. We've overexploited the planet, now we need to change if we're to survive. The report states, The relationship between humans and nature is under intense and increasing strain. That's a gross understatement. They then say, Alongside overexploitation, humans are driving biodiversity loss by destroying, polluting, and fragmenting habitats across the globe. Loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute till nothing's left. How many times have I said it? Unfortunately, what we collectively face is not limited to the category of overexploitation. There's so much more. Countless forms of human activities have irreparably damaged the planet's life support systems. And by irreparably, I mean that based on all available data, the timeframes necessary for any meaningful recovery are in the range of tens of millions of years. Far too long to matter in regard to the fate of the human race. And about the so-called global elite, the following was posted on the United Nations website. Was it some kind of sick joke? That's what they would like us to believe. Here it is. You decide. You decide. As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, the benefits of world hunger. It says, We sometimes talk about hunger in the world as if it were a scourge that all of us want to see abolished, viewing it as comparable with the plague or AIDS. But... The report states that naive view prevents us from coming to grips with what causes and sustains hunger. Hunger, they say, has a great positive value to many people. Indeed, it's fundamental to the working of the world's economy. Hungry people are the most productive people, especially where there is a need for manual labor. They then say much of the hunger literature talks about how it is important to assure that people are well fed so that they can be more productive. That's nonsense, the report states, word for word. No one works harder than hungry people, they say. Yes, people who are well-nourished have greater capacity for productive physical activity, but well-nourished people are far less willing to do that work. Final excerpt from this report that says the benefits of world hunger on the UN site. For those of us at the high end of the social ladder, ending hunger globally would be a disaster, they say. For many of us, hunger is not a problem but an asset. Think about that. Posted on the United Nations website, titled, quote, The Benefits of World Hunger. Those that are awake and aware understandably feel that they're between the proverbial hammer and the anvil, between a power structure that is clinically insane and populations that so far, taken as a whole, have shown little interest in even investigating the truth, let alone taking any meaningful action because of it. Climate intervention operations continue to wreak havoc on the weather and Earth's protective atmospheric layers. Plankton and forests are being decimated. Atmospheric oxygen content is declining rapidly. What happens if the planet's cloud-making ability is damaged beyond any recovery? Climate engineering is mathematically the single greatest assault on Earth's life support systems. What will it take to make more of the population care? No matter what other challenges we collectively face... When the planet's life support systems collapse, it's game over. It's up to us, each of us, all of us, to expose and hold to account all those that have helped to lead us to this dark horizon we now face. Elected officials of all political stripes, agency officials, corporate media, and the legions of so-called academicians that have betrayed the human race and the entire web of life by their willful blindness, by their constant participation in total deception, carefully crafted by the controllers. The willful deception of populations in exchange for paychecks, pensions, and the temporary preservation of their personal paradigms. And all the while, weather warfare rages on in our skies, and environmental collapse accelerates by the day. The political circus and its carefully casted performers are not here to save us. Their role is to polarize, divide, and thus conquer and cull. Clinical analysis makes clear that the controllers' are not rational, not reasonable, not sane. Their agendas are killing our host, planet Earth, and us with it. We are all currently passengers on a planetary Titanic. We're almost out of time. Please, make your voice heard in this epic effort to turn the tide. Check the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. Time is not on our side. We must make every day count. Stay focused. Stay strong. Never yield to the gathering darkness, ever. Until next week, this is Dane Wiginton with geoengineeringwatch.org.